0: Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. The stock market suffered some significant losses in recent weeks due to a number of concerns, including economic and geopolitical fears. Even seemingly good news caused the market to fall. For example, a strong retail sales report and good unemployment numbers, two normally positive metrics, were cited as the reasons for continued inflation concerns, and that also caused the market to fall. Investors searching for reasons for optimism, reasons to invest and stay invested, well, they might consider the current pace of stock market buybacks. Buybacks, also known as repurchases, occur when a company buys back its own shares. They use their own cash, they buy back their own shares. As of mid-February, authorizations for buybacks were more than $220 billion, a record for this time of the year. Stock buybacks are projected to exceed $1 trillion in 2023. And if this becomes a reality, it too will be a record. Traditionally, buybacks were viewed as positive market indicators. They demonstrate a company's view of itself, for the future. When a company buys its own shares, it is putting its own money where its stock is. It buys shares because it expects the stock price to rise. Remember, the board of directors authorizes the buybacks, and they are insiders. They have information and reason to believe their companies will earn more money and their stock prices will rise at least is what they should expect. We should also point out that boards are required to announce their buyback plans before implementing them. Providing this information to the public in advance prevents it from violating insider trading rules. Many large companies are buying back shares, including Chevron, which authorized $75 billion of a buyback. Meta Platforms, the Facebook parent, authorized $40 billion. And Goldman Sachs authorized $30 billion, substantial numbers by large companies. While buybacks are typically executed over a number of years, and that's done purposely to avoid market disruption, according to some, they they do support stock prices. Ben Silverman, director of research at Verity Data, said, and I'll quote, buybacks continue to be robust- and provide a buoy for individual stocks and the market broadly. Buybacks cause increased demand for stocks, and that usually raises stock prices, and the resulting fewer shares outstanding also increases earnings per share. Unquote. Remember, earnings per share are one of the key drivers of stock price. On down market days, companies often scoop up their own shares, which keeps the market from falling further. Traditionally, this has been a harbinger, Of good news for the markets. While investors or some investors like buybacks, the U.S. government clearly does not. Congress enacted the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. This was signed into law by President Biden in August of last year. It adds a new section to the Internal Revenue Code, Section 4501, that imposes a 1% excise tax on certain corporate stock repurchases of more than $100 million, and it begins—well, it began already in January of this year. President Biden has criticized buybacks, claiming they enrich corporate executives and shareholders. He prefers that buyback money be used to expand operations and provide additional compensation to employees. Clearly, the 1% tax has not deterred companies from buying their shares. President Biden is so opposed to buybacks that he has proposed the 1% tax be raised to 4%. Most political observers feel the increased rate has no chance of getting through a Republican Congress. We should note, generally, that Democrat politicians are opposed to buybacks while Republicans approve of them. So let's get another opinion of this. Let's consider that of Warren Buffett the billionaire investor. Keep in mind, Mr. Buffett often agrees with the Democrat position. You may recall that during discussions of raising taxes on the rich, which is a Democrat position, Mr. Buffett proposed increases as he complained that his secretary paid taxes at a higher rate than he did. Buffett was often cited by then-President Obama, As a reason to raise such taxes, President Obama called the tax to the rich proposal the Buffett rule. With that background, where does Mr. Buffett stand on the buyback issue? The answer was detailed in Buffett's recent annual letter to Berkshire Hathaway stockholders. Berkshire Hathaway is a public company that Biden controls. So here's a quote from Buffett. From the annual report, when you are told that all repurchases are harmful to shareholders or to the country or particularly beneficial to CEOs, you are listening to either an economic illiterate or a silver-tongued demagogue characters that are not mutually exclusive, wrote Mr. Buffett. This strongly written letter was uncharacteristic of Buffett who is normally calm and reserved. The fact that he put this in writing shows you how strongly he feels about the issue. This was not an off-the-cuff remark. This is something he thought about and wrote it in Berkshire's annual report. Needless to say, but I'll say it anyway, Berkshire Hathaway is buying back shares. The question is, why? Mr. Buffett answered it by saying buybacks are good when the company is undervalued. In other words, he sees a qualification for buybacks. He sees Berkshire as undervalued with good prospects. He sees the buyback of Berkshire stock as a good investment. It's important to note that he did not say all buybacks are good. He also did not tell us whether his secretary was given a raise. Now let's consider an article by Jason Zweig, who regularly writes a column for the Wall Street Journal entitled The Intelligent Investor. Mr. Zweig expressed his views on this issue in a recent article that says, and I'll quote, buybacks aren't bad. They aren't good either. They are simply a tool, just as you can use a hammer to either build a house or knock one down. Buybacks are useful in the right corporate hands and dangerous in the wrong ones, unquote. An interesting remark and comment. Mr. Zweig noted several significant instances of buybacks going wrong. First, Lehman Brothers Holdings spent $2.6 billion buying back its own stock in 2007. Then in the first two fiscal quarters of 2008, it spent nearly $1.5 billion more. Less than six months later, the financial crisis hit and Lehman went out of business. It sure could have used that cash that was spent to buy shares to survive the crisis. Citigroup Incorporated repurchased more than $20 billion in in shares from 2004 to 2008, right before it needed a roughly $45 billion government bailout during the financial crisis. Since December of 2004, Bed, Bath, and Beyond has repurchased 265 million shares at a cumulative cost of 11.7 billion dollars. And that is according to the struggling retailer's latest quarterly report. It paid more than 26 dollars for some per share for them, some of those shares during the mean stock craze of 2021. Now it sells for less than $2 per share. Those were Mr. Zweig's examples. I'll add my own example to this list. Hewlett Packard borrowed money to buy back shares before its stock price sunk. Clearly these companies were not truly forward-looking. Mr. Zweig in his article also quoted studies that indicated that buybacks have little impact on stock prices. This seems to contradict both the Democrat and Republican arguments. According to the cited studies, CEOs don't benefit, as the Democrats say. On the other hand, Republicans, why buy back shares if there is a little benefit? So you can see there is criticism of both views. And maybe something needs to be more nuanced. So now for my own view of the issue. When I hear companies buying back shares, I don't rush to buy that stock. A buyback announcement alone is not enough to justify buying that company's stock. I use the announcement as an indicator of optimism that tells me to consider a purchase and get more information to do so. So here are my considerations. Where is the company getting the money for the buyback? Was it borrowed or will it be borrowed? If so, bad sign. If the money comes from free cash flow and can be replaced in the future from operations, positive sign. What is the company's price earnings ratio and how does it compare to competitors, the industry and the market as a whole? This can provide an indication of an undervalued company. Does the company project higher future earnings? This is also a value indicator. Would the company increase its earnings per share if the shares were not repurchased? If so, it's another good sign. Very important, what are the company's risks? If hewlett Packard considered these questions, it would not have wasted its money on buybacks. It had the substantial risks of intense competition in its field and technological changes and innovations that it needed to keep up with yet it spent its money, its cash, on buybacks. It clearly should have reinvested its cash in the business. My conclusion, I agree with Jason Zweig. His column is appropriately named The Intelligent Investor. This provides, in my view, an important lesson for investing and for life. You need to hear opposing views on issues. Also need to hear the views of those who you disagree with. So you can consider them and see if they have any point. And the discussion of buyback shows there are points on both sides of the issue. But my bottom line, you need the right answer for investing and for life. And oftentimes you can find the right answer by hearing both sides of the issue. Until the next time, stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful.